Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now What is going on, everybody? What's up, folks? This episode is going to be episode number 121, and it's going to sound a little different uh, because the lovely state of Vermont has decided that we are no longer allowed to uh, to cross households. So I, Kevin, <laughs> am here in the Dark Window Studios, and my co-host and colleague has... Uh, <laughs> has returned to his satellite studio <laughs> aka my apartment yeah so uh well that's not necessarily the case but we, we just we have a little bit of an issue that we won't don't want to discuss right so that's why i said what i said <laughs> <laughs> so we are we are for the moment right separating ourselves for, for the foreseeable future of possibly a couple of weeks <laughs> possibly right uh, unless we like this set up better where we don't have to like physically be in contact with each other at all they were just like no like you look no. comfy you got your big chair i don't i don't like this because i have to have a goddamn <laughs> mic like like resting on my belly and... i was gonna say I, I see your mic stand jammed into your tummy there bud it's not fun <laughs> shut up I, I on the other hand am in my semi-comfortable office chair mm. but since we can't go see each other, we decided we're going to take a virtual road trip and get Yay. back on our uh, on our paranormal field trips that we've been going on. We're headed to Florida. Kevin, Florida. do you want to tell people why we're going to Florida? Because Delaware sucks ass. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say it, but anybody from Delaware, it's like you guys got nothing going on paranormal wise. It's like I couldn't I found like a couple of like important people that were born in delaware but like they're all goddamn politicians and i'm like i fuck all of them and i couldn't really find too much in as far as like you guys got a swamp monster (laughs) yeah i mean but like everything else i couldn't really find anything else i was like well fuck it yeah so so it's like we're gonna go to florida instead no offense delaware i'm sure you're a wonderful visit like wonderful state to visit but uh sorry (laughs) i mean you know you got some shit to do, yeah. casinos and you know racetrack and stuff like that. And it's fucking shaped weird. Get your shit together. Buy part of Maryland and you know fucking figure it out. Just take <laughs> over Maryland. I don't give a shit. Whatever. You know, or the other whatever. way around because Delaware's little. But True. anyway, or or you just take over New Jersey. Yes, that could work. We've we've had some 
clandestine <laughs> opera, some clandestine conversations about what <laughs> we should, what we want to do with the state of New Jersey, which we will not go into here for the public to hear. No, that's that, definitely that's definitely private. Right, that gets uh, that goes almost into the area of hobo gladiator. So we're gonna leave that alone. <laughs> Shut up. Anybody, anybody about. looking for more information on Hobo Gladiator, private message us. Yes. <laughs> we, have, we have brackets. <laughs> well, so, with that said. Anyway, let's let's, let's uh, jump let, into this stuff. Yeah, for us, let's head south. We, uh, we're going to head to Florida, like we said. Um, even though it wasn't recognized as a state until 1845, Florida was first visited by Europeans in 1513 when Ponce de Leon – and a heap of Spaniards landed, and I'm guessing immediately started killing natives, because no, that's kind of what the Spanish did. Oh, stop um, it. Again, probably not true, but again, that's what the Spanish did. Yeah. That's how they rolled. Um, in 1565, St. Augustine was founded, becoming the first European city in the United States. Um, they also have a haunted a lighthouse that is just haunted as fuck. Uh, it which is. is which is like deserving of its own episode. I think that's why and we it, didn't cover it today. And if you have seen uh, Ghost Hunters, like I don't know, way the fuck back. Oh, dude, that fucking they, shadow over the railing! I get yeah. goddamn goosebumps every time. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Yeah. So Florida's got a population of right around 22 million people across its 66,000 square. Uh, I'm sorry, 66,000 square mile surface. And as I'm sure most of you know, including maybe some listeners in Florida, the state is full of crazy people. I don't know if it's something in the water or what. Um, they have their of, own cryptid. It's called Florida Man. Dude, Florida Man is a cryptid, a true crime, and a paranormal case all wrapped into one. That is true. I mean, <laughs> anytime, I anytime a motherfucker throws an alligator through the window of a, of a fucking Wendy's because they forgot his fries, you got some shit going on. You guys need to, like... Clean your act up, Florida. Come on. It's ballsy. It's like, Just, yeah. I mean, the closest thing after Florida, man, is probably Ohio, man, unfortunately, because I've heard there's a lot of weird shit going on in Ohio, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from all the crazy people, there's actually a lot of fa- some some famous folks from uh, from Florida, too. The late, great Tom Petty was born in Gainesville. Mm. Love me some Tom Petty. Uh, Sidney Portier was born in Miami. Uh Starred in some movies like uh, I believe it was Raisin in the Sun. Um, I believe fucking like very very well known actor though. Yeah, definitely. The original DIY guy and someone I honestly like for like completely honestly did not realize was Cuban <laughs> until Vila. I started looking into it. Bob motherfucking Vila was you didn't born know he in was Miami. Cuban? I, I I didn't know. I honestly didn't know until I was looking into it and I was like. No shit, I didn't know that. Oh wow. Yeah, dude. I was like, no shit, cool. I thought that I thought that was like general knowledge. I, wow. It probably is, and I'm just stupid, but I can tell you that motherfucker can build a house. He well, yeah, he can. Uh, he knows his shit. Former Cleveland Indians outfielder Willie Mays Hayes, aka Wesley <laughs> Snipes, was born in Orlando. <laughs> you may run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Shit, I've been cut already. (laughs) Last but not least, one of my favorite character actors of all time, Stephen Root, who uh, plays. Never fucking do it again. (laughs) Sorry. uh, Stephen Root, who played uh, Milton in Office Space, 
Uh, he played Gordon in Dodgeball, and he Everything. voiced he voiced Bill Dotrieve in King of the Hill. He was born in Sarasota, Florida. Have you seen my Dapler? I'm gonna burn the building down. <laughs> I I have not yet received my paycheck. I, uh, I I I would like my paycheck. <laughs> they roll into work one day and the motherfucker is on fire and he's just standing there <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> yeah, that had actually that movie had one of the best like beat down scenes ever. It was a fucking printer. Yes. <laughs> That was great. Dude, they fucking they fucked that thing up so bad. I love that movie. Good movie. What would you do with a million dollars? Fucking two chicks at the same time, man. <laughs> what? Seriously. Seriously. Fucking a. Girls that are willing to do that, do kind of, that kind of stuff with a guy like me, I gotta have money. Fucking <laughs> a, man. Hey Peter, man, turn it on channel thirteen. This girl just looks looks just like your ex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's also it's also the home to unfortunately the United States government's favorite Nazi at one point in time, uh, Werner von Braun, who was uh, the head of NASA. So he was hey, one hey, of the hey. quote good ones, but you know still kind of a Nazi piece of shit. Whatever. He turned over a leaf. No, he didn't. He got paid. <laughs> yeah. So what's <laughs> That's the difference? difference? There's no difference. Turn over a leaf, get paid, whatever. There's a, there's a huge difference. It's like you can either decide that you've been morally corrupt your entire life or be like, oh, is they going to pay me to build rockets? I still don't like the Jews, but I do it. No, actually <laughs> what the, happened was. The fucking government's just like, eh, blind eye to all this. No, they were, gonna... more, they were just kind of like gun to head. You will do it or we kill you. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, I build, yeah. But, do I have to like the Jews? No. Okay, fine. <laughs> deal. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> that is not a deal breaker. I mean, it, I mean, it is a deal breaker. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and as we as we do on these episodes, I I always like to try to find some weird laws, and I found a I found a couple. Uh, in uh, in Cape Coral, you can be fined for keeping a couch in your outdoor carport. Well, like whether you know. it's, whether it's being stored there. Or if you have it there just to fucking hang out outside on the couch, illegal. Right to a jail. Hey, you know? Couch in the carport, right to a jail. Carport, carports have, you know, couches have feelings too. Right. In Pens- <laughs> this is a fucking, this is a really weird one. In couches Pensacola. Yeah. <laughs> couch lives matter. Um, I'm sure some chair will be upset about that. That's okay. In Pensacola, it's illegal to roll a barrel down the street. Depending on the contents of said barrel, you can be fined upwards of $250. Well, I mean, the more – if it's rum, you're fucked. I, I don't know. It, it, does, it didn't even get into, like, specifics as to what kind of contents we're talking about. But if there's shit in that barrel that we don't appreciate, fucking fine. In the 80s, if it was Coke, oh, boy. Well, dude, that, that's that's a long way to go from Miami to Pensacola with a barrel full of coke. Like well, you're, hey. you're you're rolling that bitch up the entire fucking up into the panhandle. <laughs> it, it could happen, man. Never know. So statewide, there is a law that all doors to public buildings must open outward. So so all the exterior doors to a public building have to open outward instead of inward. <clears throat> ah, damn, maybe I do got the Rona. Who knows? It's very interesting. In Daytona Beach, 
it is illegal to maintain a car on your property if the vehicle is no longer in use. So to me, that sounds like it's illegal to rebuild a car in your in your on your like on your property if you're well, not going to drive it. No, it just means that you can't be a redneck. Which and, is bullshit because Florida is full of rednecks. Well, listen, <laughs> no, because you are not allowed to have car, you know, lawn ornaments. Sorry. That's but that's fucking bullshit. I that's hate just that. how it goes. All right. Um. And finally, statewide, another statewide law, women can be fined for falling asleep under a hairdryer at a, at a salon. Hey, man, I understand. Because, you know. Like, I get it in theory, but. The hair can catch fire. Hello. Right. <laughs> Duh, they're just looking out for women. They're just looking out for women, okay? You know, that's that's that's. What any good person does. Yeah. I mean, you know, women's hair can make or break, you know, a good day. And if, for, you, over, if you over dry it, it could technically probably break. Yeah. But I mean, it could, you know, it could be either the worst day they ever had for a woman or it could be like one of the best days they ever had because their hair is perfect. So I, mean, I don't know what difference that would make, but I don't know. It's still kind of kind of a stupid thing. Yeah. Um, all right. You want you want to lead us off? Sure. Yeah. What, what do we what do you got for us this week? So I got I got a couple three different little things. <sighs> Unfortunately, I guess this week we have nothing cryptid. Right. But, because there's a big one in Florida, but again, deserving of its own episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't want a half ass the skunk ape. We want no. a whole ass the skunk ape. No. No. So, <laughs> yeah, we we never half ass a skunk cape. No, we we want a whole ass of that thing. We definitely whole ass it. Uh, so my first one is I have three of them. Uh, so my first one is the Bloody Bucket Bridge and the Bloody Bucket Road. Okay, uh, I, I'm yeah. intrigued already. The two are connected places in Wachula. Uh, the the Bloody Bucket Road is not the actual name of the road. Of course not. It's, yeah, it's just the name that everyone has given it that lives in the area because of the alleged happenings uh, on this said road. Yeah, that now, makes sense. During the daylight hours, the road and bridge don't look, you know, look so bad at all. But when the sun goes down, shit turns upside down. <laughs> shit gets real. Yes. The and so sun goes down, the moon hits the bridge, and the area past the bridge, away from the main road, is when the things become fucking freaky. Now this road was once a dirt road called Reinhardt or Reinhardt Pass Road, and it is over a hundred years old, and the reason why it's they're you know certain about this is because it can be actually found on maps back to the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And so actually, here is one of the legends about the road. Uh, here is the legend about the road that makes it so interesting. So many years ago, an ex-slave woman came down from Georgia with her husband and settled in Wachula. She served as the midwife for the community and allegedly had delivered several hundred babies. 
being concerned that some of the families already had too many children oh uh, no to feed the woman decided to help out by eliminating a few right after birth oh god she would smother the babies and take them down to the bridge and bury them in the woods along the river how the fuck do you explain that how do you explain like i don't know where your kid went he just fucking hopped up and ran off exactly (laughs) you know the alligator ate him yeah (laughs) fucking motherfucker came right in here he checked into the hospital he signed the waiver and came right in and just fucking snatched your kid. <laughs> it's like he had this, a mustache and a hat. I thought he was the father, honestly. I honestly, you know, hey, it happens. So people became suspicious after so many babies had died while being delivered to fire. Hope so. Some said that she was deranged because she could not have children of her own. Or that the children had been taken from her while she was a slave many years ago. And an ah. ex-woman, slave woman, came down from Georgia with her husband and settled in, in, you know, after they had come down and settled. Now, after people refused to allow her to deliver more babies, the woman went crazy. And <laughs> I, I think it may be a little too late for that. And her ass this, may have gone crazy before then. Yeah. And then the souls of the babies came back to haunt her. It is claimed that she would sit beside a bucket and it would fill with the blood of all the infants she had killed. She would empty the bucket. (laughs) She would empty the bucket and it would fill with blood again. She wore herself out crying with the blood filled buckets, carrying the blood filled buckets to the bridge where she would empty them in the river. One day while emptying a bloody bucket in the river. The old woman fell in and drowned. Good. For Fuck several, her. Yeah. For several <laughs> days uh, following her demise, the river ran red with blood. And this is how the the bridge became known as the Bloody Bucket Bridge. And I suppose the name is carried over, you know, to the road as well. Uh, um, I, yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. And, you know, so... I mean, many claim that you know, when they stop and you know park on the bridge, they hear a woman, you know, crying and you know the baby's crying out. I was gonna say this this kind of like kind of smacks of like a crybaby bridge kind of story almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then my third one, my second one. I was gonna say shit. Let's do the yeah. second one first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's called Spook Hill. Uh. It's vaguely located. racist, but okay. No, <laughs> there's the. Uh, it's located in Lake Wales. It is a weird stretch of road because it is an optical illusion. Okay. Oh, okay. When I, I say an optical don't. illusion, I mean that it's because it's not actually a hill at all. People just think they're going uphill. When they're actually going downhill. Yes. Okay. Starting it's, around. It, it's real weird because there's a couple yeah. of them in the country, around the country like that, but they're, uh, damn, they're strange, man. Yeah. Starting around uh, 1950, the site became an attraction because people were getting out and traveling more and more and more. And, and they're going to roadside attractions where um, it brought that brought bring in big money to the area. And a part of the attraction to the hill is when people would come to the stretch of road 
and they would park their cars or would go off the side of the road and, and not so much park their cars, but they would put them in neutral because probably you know on this time it's mostly you know a lot of them are uh, standards. Right. Well, and instead of like staying in one spot because you're on a hill, they actually would start rolling, and people like you know, looking thought it was they were rolling uphill when they were actually going downhill. Now, right. one of the legends that explains that the this area, I guess, is that uh, there's a pirate, a Florida pirate named Captain Sasparilla that's buried <laughs> at the hill and pushes cars away. Uh, another legend says that an Indian chief battled an alligator that had been terrorized in a local village. The fight was apparently so intense that both combatants died on top of the hill. The <laughs> legends are split up to as to whether... It is the chief or the alligator spirit that haunts the hill. In reality, neither the chief nor the alligator are responsible for the hill's gravity. It's just, it's just you know, just an optical illusion, like I said. So, so before we get go too far away from this whole, I mean, you you just kind of like, you just sprinted past Captain Sarsaparilla and completely forgot about his first mate root beer float. Like uh, the fuck, dude. Hey. Just, I don't think that there's actually a guy named Captain Sasparilla. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe there's I, fucking Bosun Root Beer out there too, all in the same fucking crew. Could be. Could be. Yeah, possibly. Didn't even think about that. Pirate lives matter, buddy. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Be, be considerate of those sea hobos, will you? Yeah. Goddamn. Well, so on this site, there actually is a a little placard. Um, maybe we'll po- we'll post it on. Uh, yeah, for sure. When we do the pictures, there's a placard that uh, actually tells like a little bit of a, the the Native American you know thing that happened um, there. And so I guess for my third one, yeah, it's uh, it's actually a grave um, in the old city cemetery. It's the grave of the Tallahassee witch. Shit. Um, this is the grave of Elizabeth Bessie. Bud Graham, um, and like I said, her grave is located in the Old City Cemetery, which was established in 1829. And where, where, what city is that in? Uh, Tallahassee. Oh, I'm, well, that makes sense. The fucking Tallahassee witch. Duh. Jackass. <laughs> Jesus, you don't listen very well. Pay attention, Kevin, you stupid bastard. Yeah. Just dummy. My Fuck. brain's all fucked up. I'm, try, I'm trying to wrap my head around doing this fucking poor shit through Skype and then over uh, Facebook Live so we're talking to each other. It's just fucking strange. Hey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it took us fucking, like, two hours last night just to try to get this bullshit to work. Yeah, because Skype's being a twat. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah. I didn't really know about that. So, anyway, in uh, Back to the skunk bitch. Let's do it. No, she wasn't a skunk bitch. Maybe. Was... Oh, okay, fine. She's a fucking anyway. swamp. She's a swamp, a swamp witch. She probably smelled like dirty feet and like gross water. All right, all right. Ugh. Well, so in 1889, when Elizabeth died, she was buried at the cemetery, um, and she was only 23 years old and was survived by two young children and her husband. Yaza. Her grave is a, a very is very large and elaborate stone. It's actually a, a monolith. 
um, that's actually it's actually surrounded, kind of it's quite elaborate. Um, and it's almost like it's a uh, like her stone, like a I think it's probably a family stone. Okay. But it's the stone, and then it's around it is uh, uh, kind of like a stone border type of thing. So it's almost like um, like a blocked off area for like would be like for their family. Right. Okay. Um, I think her her husband kind of you know missed her that much that was like, hey, you know, she's gonna have what she you know couldn't have in life. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a nice burial site. Yeah. Um, but well, you know, that's not what everybody else saw. They saw something different. So her gravestone doesn't face the same way as the rest of the gravestones in the cemetery, which led most to uh, all immediately coming to the tales about her um, to, you know, about her coming out, coming out that like, you know, who she was and, you know, and everything and what she did. Um, So it didn't help matters, actually, that she was born. On October nineteenth, eighteen sixty-six, which is the you know, it's the witchy month of October. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now the most mysterious of all is Elizabeth L- Elizabeth's epitaph, mm-hmm. on which is an expert excerpt from uh, Lenore, which is uh, Edgar Allan Poe's ode to a dearly departed young love. Yeah, and it says. Oh. By the way, also his cousin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says, ah, broken is the golden bowl. The spirit has flown forever. Let the bell toll. A saintly soul floats on the Stygian River. Come let the burial rite be read. The funeral song be sung. An anthem for the quiet, queenliest dead uh, that died, died so young. A dirge of her doubly dead in this that she died so young. So I mean, you guess you can kind of you know make what of it what you will. I don't know they know what they were trying to get. I think just her husband liked the poem because she did die so young, being right. only twenty three years old. Um. Now, rumors soon circulated that Elizabeth had been had bewitched her husband into marrying her. It was said that she was a quote-unquote good witch who cast spells of love and protection. What if she just had a good butt? Maybe. I mean, is that technically a, could still be considered witchcraft, I guess? Because I, some, sometimes I feel like I got tricked because my wife's got a good butt and she just like fooled me into marrying her. But then it turns out she's actually a good person, too, so... I don't know. I, I don't, I'm, I'm I'm undecided. I don't I don't really know. <laughs> I haven't looked at your wife's butt. Yeah. Okay. To know that. <laughs> so uh, so no one has ever been able to find any documentation associating Elizabeth actually with witchcraft. Uh, so you know, who knows? It is much more likely that her broken-hearted family simply wanted to honor her. And cut that um, when her life was cut so soon. Right. And some feel that she was a good witch. Yeah. That she wasn't a bad witch at all. 
you know, if she was a witch. Right. She was a witch, like I said. So, I mean. We don't I know if she actually was a witch, but if she was, she was probably an okay one. Probably. You know. Who knows? Not I the best, was... but also not terrible. Exactly. Kind of like, a, you know, middle upper card, kind of like not, a, you know, not bad. Uh-huh. You know, like IC championship kind of witch, uh-huh. you know. Hmm. Yeah. Has, hasn't hasn't turned heel and had a good run yet. Okay. So she's all right. She's all right. Hmm. Okay. I get it. See. I understand. I put it in wrestling terms and everybody gets it now. All right. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh that's my three. So before we go on to yours, uh let's take a quick break and we'll yeah, come back. I, that sounds good. And we're back. Yeah, buddy. Okay. So uh, Kevin, I did uh, I did uh. You know, a grave, uh, a fucking, an illusional, spooky hill, sorta. I don't know, not really. And um, a kind of haunted uh, road slash bridge. What you? What are you doing? So just to mix it up, let's talk about more graves. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for my portion, we are actually headed back to the aforementioned Saint Augustine. Um. And where we're going is just a like on foot. It is a block away from the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Oh, which is pretty fucking rad as it is. Yeah. Um, and it's about the same distance to the ocean. Nice. We are going to head to the Tolomoto Cemetery. Um, there's been some real weird stuff that's happened there over the years. Um, and I picked three cases that I not won. in a cemetery. Right. No way. One one specifically I picked because it's the like the main reason that I picked this cemetery. Okay. And then I found a couple other smaller ones to go with it. Okay. So the last oh <clears throat> sorry, Jesus. So the cemetery itself isn't really all that big. It takes up just about an acre. Um and it's actually wow. yeah, so it's it's not real big at all. Um no, it's actually it's the, the oldest Catholic cemetery in the state of Florida dating back to the days of the Spaniards first landing there in 1565. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, goddamn Spanish. <laughs> they, they don't get enough hate for the shit they've done in history. You know, everybody fucking wants to blame the English and, you know, the French. Fucking, the, the Spanish were terrible, too. The Inquisition, yeah. what a show. Yeah, then they came here and killed a bunch of Mexicans and stuff because gold. So, well, they didn't kill just Mexicans. They actually killed a lot more than that. No, but they're they're <laughs> they just ended with it, the Mexicans. Listen, listen, Let's put it like if, that. If we're looking at it as like the greatest hits of the Spaniards, Mexicans are right up there. <laughs> yes, but they ended with the Mexicans. There's a reason they, for that. Well, yeah, you got to end with the yeah. worst. You know, fucked with the wrong Aztecs and Mayans, and then you guys just disappeared into the jungles and. Hopefully you got your dicks eaten by jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Anacondas right. bit your asshole. Uh, Anaconda don't want none, man. <laughs> so um, the cemetery is located in what was originally called Nuestra Senora de Guadalupe de Tolomoto. Or for our English speakers, since, I'm so, since I was so fluent Spanish, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe of Tolomoto which was the site of a Franciscan mission, which consisted of not only the Spanish, but also uh, Gaul Indians from uh, Georgia. There's also a really, really like 
honestly probably better than 90% chance that this mission <laughs> was built directly on top of an Indian burial ground. So, yeah. Because, I mean... It, it didn't matter. They, they you know, they did, they cast some fucking, you know, voodoo curse, or not voodoo curse, but they, they smudged it and all that Jesus good curse? Shit. Like, you know, yes, they, the yeah. Jesus curse. Sorry. Um, because, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be totally out of the realm of possibility for Christians and Catholics and all that who to just be like, oh, so this is a, this is like an important place to you, like a holy site. Cool. We're going to build our shit on top of it because it's the same thing. And then we're just going to claim your stuff as our stuff. And we're going to make everybody happy, except not really. Listen, let's be happy. We can share. Listen, there okay? was, a, there was, there was a Swedish guy that like kind of was like, you know what? It's been enough. Let's, uh, I'm going to run down to the gas station real quick. Um, I'm burning church down. <laughs> Why? Because you built it on my ancestors' holy place. So uh, not saying we're going to do an episode on that guy, but we're going to do a fucking episode on that guy because he is real weird. Well, <clears throat> anyway, let's, yeah. let's get on to, to Our Lady of, of uh, Guadalupe or whatever. Yeah. Guadalupe Canal. Yes. And uh, all, all of the American soldiers that died there during World War II. <laughs> That's the Suez or something, maybe. No, Guadalupe Canal. You know, like out in the out in the Pacific oh. Ocean. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. The last burial took place in 1892, even though the cemetery was closed in in 1884. So wow. It was yeah. So it was closed in 1884, along with all other uh, cemeteries in the city to try to slow um, the spread of yellow fever. So between 1884 and 1892, there were two unauthorized burials that would cost the families of the dead $25 each. Um, $25 doesn't sound like a lot, but according to the inflation cal uh, calculator I found, it's right around $720 in today's money. And uh, so, until they paid the fine, they their uh, I would imagine. relative uh, had to stay in purgatory yeah, until they, they didn't time. Like, they didn't like disinter him and set him on fire and be like, that's what you fucking get for burying <laughs> shit where you're not supposed to. <laughs> no, the, the, the person, they were like, you know, the person got to, you know, the, the hereafter or whatever. It was like, it's like, ah, sorry. Word just came in. You can't go on. Sorry. You got to stay. You got to go. You got to stay here. You know, in purgatory for a little bit longer. Y'all's is going Why? back. Why? Why? Because your family fucking sucks. They didn't pay your fine yet. For Damn what? It. For burying you, or you know, where they shoes shouldn't have. Oh. Ooh. Sons Damn. of bitches. I'm a fucking haunt them. <laughs> so, even though there are only around a hundred grave markers um, in the cemetery, and I mean, these gravestones are from all over the world in the U.S. We've got. There's stones from uh, Spain, Cuba, Ireland, Majorca, Italy, Greece, uh, Africa, France. Um, yeah, people buried there that fought on both sides of the Civil War and people there from Haiti, including um, I believe he was a revolutionary leader during the Haitian Revolution that is buried there also. Um, but the weird thing is with all these markers, so e even though there's only these hundred, hundred or so stones, there's actually – records uh like parish records for over a thousand burials in the cemetery wow <laughs> so that means like theoretically if they were like 
if they were all buried in the same spots, they'd be like 10 deep in each hole. So it's almost like um, uh, 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 Louisiana. Yeah, except they're, they're, they're actually the buried underground. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So since we're supposed to be talking about spooky stuff, let's get into some stories about spooky stuff. Yeah, goddammit. <laughs> I love history. Just inside the gates of the cemetery is a huge oak tree with many branches that make it absolutely ideal for little kids to climb. Of like course. It, it's the perfect climbing tree. Uh-huh. One day in late November of 1877, James Morgan, who had turned five years old ten days earlier, you know, was once we went in and climbed his tree. Um, I mean, as as most little kids do, loved climbing trees. He had nothing else to do. It was fun. And this was like this was his tree. Like this was almost a daily occurrence where he was at this tree climbing, having fun, you know, being a kid. On the fateful day, he was climbing and enjoying the day, you know, just enjoying the breeze and just the smell of the, the fall air. He reached just a little bit too far to the next branch, lost his balance, and fell to the hard, hallowed ground. Ouch. He died instantly from a broken neck. Okay, yep, I figured. Somewhat ironically, actually, he landed almost directly on top of where he was going to be buried. Oh. Uh, his family had bought a series of plots that were directly underneath the tree. So they, they, they pretty much buried him exactly where he had landed, which is huh. really fucking sad. The kid's uh, five years but, old. But that's kind of interesting, though, at the same time that right. they buried him exactly well, where not, he – Well, not exactly, but like within a, a few yards of where, okay. know, where he fell. Still, yeah. still within a few yards. I mean that's, that's, tr- that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, that's weird, but sh- I don't know what word I'm looking for. So his parents, interesting. Let's yeah, exactly. So his parents were obviously heartbroken having to bury their five-year-old son. Of course. Um, after the services, they just kind of they couldn't bear being in the area, so mm-hmm. they packed up shop and left. Uh, oh, they ab- they abandoned their family plot. They abandoned little James and his headstone in the cemetery. Oh, yeah. Um, but to this day, visitors or people just walking by the graveyard sometimes claim to see a small boy wearing a black tie running around the tree, playing and occasionally climbing up and sitting in some of the limbs. There's been people that have actually stopped and yelled at him to get out of the tree because they're like, hey, you need to get out of the tree before you get hurt. You're going to fall and get hurt. And he'll, <laughs> just, and he'll just sit there and just kind of stare at him blankly like, you don't get this, do you? You know, like, I can't. I already did. <laughs> yeah, you're not my mom. Yeah, exactly. They left. They fucking bailed on me. Um, there act there are there are some photos floating around in the ether of the internet of a little boy sitting in the Y of a tree wearing the same black tie kind of period clothing. Some people believe it's a hundred percent real, while others say that it's some kind of a a light anomaly in the tree and the camera just like shit itself and stuff that I don't understand. Honestly, I think sometimes being an actual fucking ghost is an easier explanation than trying to tell people that, that your, your camera fucking had a brain fart 
And now like, oh, hey, oh, no, because my my camera, it clicked weird. And now it looks like there's a fucking kid sitting in a tree. Now, uh, do you know if these um, sightings were like dusk period, all all of them or or they they vary? they, They kind of vary throughout the day. Okay. You know, and it's and again, it's one of those things where honestly, for me. It's easier to just say it's a fucking ghost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know not all ghost sightings are actually ghosts, mm-hmm. but not all of them are also a camera fucking up. Exactly. You know. So uh, a few weeks ago, we actually talked a little bit about the lengths that people will go to throughout history to avoid being buried alive. Um. Yeah. And this is this is an actual story of it almost happening. Oh, in the early 18 uh, 1820s, Colonel Joseph Smith, who was a well-decorated uh, Civil War veteran, I'm sorry, a Revolutionary War veteran, um, turned lawyer, moved to St. Augustine to start a new chapter of his life. He was invited to a party where he met a young couple that he became fast friends with. Um, they had a lot in common. They just kind of they enjoyed each other's company. So after a few weeks of just kind of like hanging out with these with with each other and getting to know each other, um, the three make plans to to meet for dinner and you know just you know have a conversation and you know just generally be friends. A couple of days before they were supposed to have dinner, the colonel was informed that the young woman had become gravely ill and passed away. Her husband invited his new friend Colonel Smith to join him for uh, for the funeral and. Uh, and part of his family's custom, which I thought this one was kind of weird. What they did is they they made a like a very ornate, like fancy chair and they put it on the back of a wagon and they put her in the chair to bring her to the cemetery. <clears throat> OK, so kind of kind of weird, you know, um, so well, I at, mean, that's no weirder than uh, I mean, I've heard of, you know, uh, not so much that, but. I mean, there's been things where we, well, we would consider weird, you know, <laughs> where, where like people actually watch the body, right? That's, of someone that's why, for yeah, that's, that's why it's called awake. <laughs> you yeah. like watch it overnight, but well, no, it, more than that, like right. for a few days. For for some reason, the first thing that came to my head was like, uh, <laughs> if if you've ever seen like if you've ever seen or been to like a Jewish wedding where they put them they put them up in the chair and they fucking hoist them, <laughs> I was like, man, this is the worst wedding ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So as the wagon bumped and thumped over the dirt road that led from the church to the gravesite, her body kind of swayed back and forth with the movement and her ornately decorated death throne. Uh. When the wagon passed through, like through the cemetery gates, there was a large tree, not the same large tree, mind you, but there's a large tree right by the, the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a low branch <laughs> that just like, as they're going through, just swats this woman in the head, Whack! like right in the fucking face. So Colonel Smith, like absolutely fucking mortified that like this, this has just happened. And he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry that, <laughs> your, your your poor wife is dead and now she just got brained with a, a stick yeah. um, but as him and her husband are sitting there watching her he starts to notice blood running down her face dead people don't bleed 
No. <laughs> so. Well, they, I mean, unless they haven't, unless they haven't, well, had all their blood drained from them, right? Right. No, because <clears throat> to actually <clears throat> to bleed like that, you have to have the heart has to be pumping to force the blood to move. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's the 1820s. They don't necessarily know that right off, but they just kind of sit there watching her, and as the blood gets like towards her, like as it's running down her face, it got to the corner of her eye and the colonel noticed her flinch. So he's like, he grabs the husband. He goes, tell him to turn the wagon around. You know, she's, I don't think she's dead. So they bring her home after finally convincing the wagon driver to turn his ass around. They bring her back to the couple's home. And after a couple of days of bed rest, the woman makes a full recovery. And Colonel's uh, Colonel Smith is honored as a hero for saving this guy's is this guy's uh, wife. So she basically had a concussion knock or was like knocked out like bad. I don't know. They don't really they didn't really explain that. Like it's one of those like very, very near death kind of things where um your vitals are so low that people can't really figure out if you're actually alive or not. Um, but to be honest, I think we're overlooking the real hero here. The tree branch. True. If that tree hadn't smacked her in the face, they'd have buried this woman alive. So six years later, the woman died proper and was taken to the cemetery again in her chair again. But this time, the husband told the carriage driver he needed to find a different route into the cemetery because he couldn't handle the sight of his wife being brained back to life again. (laughs) (laughs) So So now we're going to get to the real reason that I picked this place. Okay. About time. Right? This is the story of Bishop Augustine Vero. Yeah. Jean-Pierre Augustine Mar- uh, Marceline was born in La Poix, France in 1805. After he was ordained, he was shipped to the U.S. in the 1830s to teach at St. Mary's uh, College in Baltimore. Uh, after I know the sc- that is. Yeah. So after the school closed, he became the pastor of a small town just outside of Baltimore until 1858 uh, when he got a letter from Archbishop uh, Francis Kendrick telling them he was headed to sunny Florida where he would become these, uh, where he would become the state's first Catholic Bishop. He was shocked when he got there and, uh, shocked, I say he like, because he saw his audience that came in for, uh, for Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Most of the 950 white and most of the 350 black citizens in town, attended his service together, which was weird. Okay. Or the South in the late 1850s. Okay. You know, so he preached to the people, but there was a pretty important event coming up in American history. Uh, in 1861, he delivered a barn burner of a sermon except he alienated a good chunk of his flock when he started talking about the Confederacy and how maybe, you know, just maybe, maybe that's such a bad thing. You know, whatever. 
So uh, this actually would earn him the nickname of the Rebel Bishop in the North. Um, <laughs> because he was kind of like, you know, maybe slavery is not terrible, I guess. I know that's going to strike some of you kind of weird, but maybe you should get back to work. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? And these people are just probably just looking at him like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Stop you bitching. You heard me. Get back to yeah. work now. Come on, let's go. Pick the cotton. Let's go. Yeah, like, dude, this guy was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> so he takes his show on the road and starts – he visits the Carolinas and Georgia uh, where he becomes a pretty big deal, especially in the Savannah area. Um, as the war raged on, he just kind of floats around between Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas. After a long and controversial career, he did what all priests and bishops do eventually – he died in eighteen in uh, eighteen seventy six in June, um, when word made it out. Uh, oh, fuck! Hold on here. So when when word makes it out into the wild that the bishop has died, uh, the church knew that people would obviously want become would want to come from all over the the southeast basically to pay their respects to this guy that they became so fond of during his time preaching it all their different in all their different areas. So they decide to postpone the service until people can get there from the Carolinas, Georgia and Northern Florida in, in 1876 in June in fucking Florida. I've never been to Florida. But I can imagine in June it's like hanging out like 65, 70 degrees with a nice little breeze to cut the humidity. It's, it's like south. it's like ball sweat hot down there. Yeah. It's the south. Yeah. It's the deep south. So being an important figure in the area, the church decided to bury him in a metal coffin with a glass top. <laughs> That was sealed real good. Boom. <laughs> this is before people knew about a neat little thing called the greenhouse effect. So as pilgrims pass the coffin and they pay their respect to the bishop, some of them notice that he's moving. This is no miracle. This is biology in action. <laughs> yeah. So his body begins to rattle and shake a little bit. People are standing there in awe, thinking they're witnessing firsthand an act of God, when all of a sudden, with no warning, reality hits, the glass top of the coffin shatters, and the bishop fucking explodes. Yeah. So, we have an exploding bishop, not to be confused with choking the bishop, which is a term for beating your dick. No, no, no. <laughs> so, due to the heat, <laughs> oh man this is fucking crazy <laughs> so due to the heat being allowed through the glass top of the cemetery there's yeah. nowhere for, there's nowhere for it to uh, for it to escape because there's no. such a good seal yep the on <laughs> the onlookers are showered with glass and holy gore they're standing there trying to figure out exactly what the fuck just happens and a group of priests rush out of the, the church grab the coffin and drag it to the back of the chapel, which is on the back of the cemetery. So they get into the chapel 
there's another priest buried in the chapel, but they didn't care. They dug his ass up, chucked him in a sack, dropped the exploded coffin in the hole, and pitched the bag priest on top of the coffin and buried the whole mess. It seems like most of the uh, the funeral goers uh, left very quickly and very quietly trying to avoid eye contact and conversation with each other. Um, I can't really say... (laughs) I can't really say I blame them. Um, if yeah, we're not going to talk about this. Yeah. So, uh, what, what, man, did you? Nope, nope. I did not see shit. Yeah, I, I mean, have no clue what you're talking about. I guess if I was covered in Campbell's chunky bishop soup, I'd probably want to go take a shower too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had editing quote of the night, dude. I I had to I had to write a couple zingers in here because I'm like I don't have a lot of material. So I'm just going to make people laugh. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got for Florida. Wow. <laughs> right. Wowie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So uh, that's Florida. Um, yeah. So next week, are we going to Georgia by chance? Oh, we going to Georgia. Yeah, buddy. I got my shit picked already. Georgia. Georgia. And we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about a particularly shitty pop country band neither. That I'm pretty sure doesn't actually exist other than outside of summertime because I've never heard them release a song in the winter. What? Florida Georgia Line. They are dog shit. It's not that's real country your, music. That's your opinion. It's not real country music. But that's your opinion. Let us know if you think Florida Georgia Line is real country music, and I will explain to you how you're wrong. <laughs> well, you're wrong for I don't know, but anyway, I, I'm not wrong. I am factually accurate that that is not real country music. Sure, okay, whatever. Yeah, you you, you can you can think that. Okay. They are they are fucking twisted tea. If it was a band, like hey, look, I'm gonna be a redneck for the day. Look, I got a twisted tea and a fucking straw cowboy hat. Get fucked. I. Ugh. It is what it is, man. But anyway, um, so, yeah. so, yep, we're going to Georgia next week. Yes. We're going to have some fun there. Mm-hmm. I got a wild fucking story I'm ready for. So, yeah, yeah buddy. Um, with that being so, said, why don't you? Uh, yeah. So go over to studio.com. Go check them out. Check out the headphones, earbuds. Uh, speakers. Speakers, everything. Butt plugs. No, no butt plugs. <laughs> don't listen to Kevin. So, no, that's, yeah. that's that's uh, Apple that makes those. They have the uh, the uh, AirPods with the fucking um, the, the butt plug subwoofer. You've never seen that on Facebook? No. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a it's like an extra base subwoofer. It's pretty f- oh. fucking funny. Well, I anyway, it was funny. Find Fuck what you. you want. <laughs> find what you want. Put it in your basket. Go to checkout. And down at the bottom where it says uh, coupon code. Put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. And, you know, because, you know, who doesn't like saving money? But just a little, little titty bitty little bit of thing next week. Pay attention because they're going to be having a sale. Our promo code changes next week for a little bit. It goes to DarkWindows10 because it's an additional 10% off of the already offered Black Friday shit. You know, next week, pay attention for that, for uh, Black Friday deals. Um, but we'll give you more next week on that information. 
But uh, yeah, anyway. Also, you can go over to... Oh, darkwindowspod.com. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Wake the um, fuck up. Fuck you. <laughs> you go there, you get your one-stop shop for all of the donkey shit that we have ever done. You can find it on our Age of Radio page, which we have a link to. You can listen to every episode of this shit. Uh, we have a link to our social medias. We also have a link to our fine fine-ass sponsor of studio.com where you can go get some of them classy-ass headphones and speakers and stuff. Also, we got a link to our email, which is darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with anything you want. If it's, if it's you know, a story or whatever, that's cool. We'll read that shit on the air. You're on the, on the show, on the air. Are we on the air technically or are we on the internet? We'll read that on shit the, on the, the internet. internet air. Yes. So there. Um, yeah. So with that being said, I think, uh, I think that'll do it. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week in Georgia. Georgia. On my mind. Yes. Just because, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye.